0: and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I am a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a
1: certified professional organizer in St. Louis, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough.
0: And today we are gonna be talking about perfectionism and money.
1: We get to talk about something everybody loves talking about—money. Yes. <laughs> everybody
0: loves to talk about money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite topics.
0: Yeah. To talk about. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> but it will be. I mean, just I'm looking forward randomly. To yeah, I talk about money all all the time. No, I I'm just like everybody else. I don't talk about money much, unless I, I have to. Um, right. But this will be fun
0: yeah I think so I mean and and I think that's part of um, what makes this such a good topic is that it is difficult to talk about and I think a lot of people sort of feel badly about how they handle money or their money situation and I think in and and don't really talk to anybody about it and I think in so many cases it's it's really perfectionism rearing its ugly head that prevents you from doing the things that could help you feel more comfortable and confident around money.
1: That sounds, uh, sounds about right to me. And I don't think I'm a perfectionist. But I certainly, as you know, have my share of uncomfortable feelings about money, which we need not get into today. But maybe another time. Uh,
0: (laughs) Who knows, actually, what we'll get into today. (laughs) I know. well you have you have shared on the um, podcast in the past that that um, keeping e- you don't keep up with your bookkeeping as much as you might like to although right. I think you' since we talked about it maybe last time I think you were doing p- more of it than you had been it was uh, yeah we talked it wasn't last time but a few
1: weeks ago we talked about it and I said yeah you, you inspired me to work on it 15 minutes a day and from that day on I worked on it 15 minutes a day until I went out of town, and then boom, oh. my schedule, you know, my routine got disrupted. Um, so I haven't worked on it much in the last week, but, uh, but I'm definitely honing in on being caught up. And then, yeah. and, and also I have been doing some entering as it comes in, Some. Oh, well, so you're still doing something. Uh-huh, yes. And, and I'm good. also doing the you need a budget thing, so I've got, I'm, do, I'm doing that regularly. Yeah. So I'm I, thinking about I money.
0: love that. So You you Need a Budget is a um, software program that you can either use that has a web interface online, or um, the older version is a software program that you actually download. And I I started... Is that what you you use? No, I don't think you can. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it's available for new people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you can buy it anymore. Um, But that's what I started with on YNAB, and um, then when the new version came out, the online version, I switched to that because, um, everything automatically downloads into it from your bank account once you connect them. And that was a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. It made it so much simpler, but it's a, I think we've talked about it before. We'll have to look and see what episode, um, that we got into specifics, but it's a, it's a software program that helps you budget, but it does budgeting a little bit different um, than you then we're normally taught how to budget like instead of sort of figuring out your budget and how you want to spend your money before you've earned your money, um, you when money comes in, then you allocate it in your budget so. They call it giving every dollar a job. Um, And it's just, it's a little bit different way of thinking about it. But once you do, it's, it's a very, it feels very liberating to me. I don't know. You've, you've started working with it much more recently than me, Janine. How does it feel for you? It, I like it a lot. Um, uh-huh. It. I'm
1: still. I need to have a conversation with you about it because I'm still having a few struggles. But I think I like it a lot when I have a lot of money, and I like it less when <laughs> I don't have a lot of money. And since my income is so variable, um, that makes it challenging. Uh, yeah. Which is, I realize it was challenging anyway. I <laughs> mean, income being variable <laughs> is challenging no matter how I'm keeping track of it. And right. this way is definitely it. Once I get on, get it all. Together, I feel like I, there are a, a couple of fundamentals I'm not fully yet understanding. Um, once I'm in the groove, I can see how it's especially actually especially helpful for people whose income is variable. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like it, um, and it does. But it, it it does mean I'm interacting with money every day, which is great.
0: Yeah, like and I'm, I, and I'm I f- thinking about my expenditures, right? Which is which is part of. Um, both the problem and the solution is that, um, if, if you have a tendency to get into sort of perfectionist thinking or, you know, wanting to get it right, um, whether or not you think you're a perfectionist, um, that can make it, that can make it difficult to do anything Mm -hmm. and, um, that it gets you stuck. So when I
1: answered your question by saying I don't really know exactly that I'm using it correctly, I revealed something there, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was not a setup. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I didn't think of it as being perfectionist about it, but I feel like there are missing pieces. But I am proceeding with it. It's not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not stalled out or anything.
0: Well, and that's what I think is most important is that even though you don't fully get it 100%, you're using it anyway, hmm. And that, um, you know, and it's and, and I think sometimes that's half the battle is recognizing like sometimes you just have to get started and use it to figure out how to use it best right. for you.
1: Right. When we talked about it before, it was because I had said, oh, I have a book here from the library I'm going to read and then I'll get started. And you said, you know, it's not the kind of thing that book reading is going to help so much on. You're better off just starting. And yeah, you were right. And you revealed that with YNAB, you can do a do over,
0: which was very liberating. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fresh start. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> um, but so, but I think I mean, the, the your experience is such a good example of that. Like you you w- this is a situation where you wanted to f- figure it out first, like you wanted to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And um, uh And you decided to go ahead and get started with it, even if you didn't fully understand how it works. And even though you still don't feel like you fully, like, have all the pieces in place, you're still doing it anyway. And it's giving you a benefit. Right. All of those things are true. Yep. (laughs) Yay! Yeah, so, and and this is not to say that um, you have to use software, you have to use YNAB or QuickBooks or Quicken or anything like that. Um, I think it's just such a good example of how uh, perfectionism can keep you from moving forward at all. When, um, particularly with money, you do need to pay a little bit of attention to it. Right. I just thought of an example. It is
1: balancing your checkbook. I think yes. some people feel like it's really important to balance your checkbook to the penny and if you don't and and, and that's wrong. And I think sometimes those people have a problem balancing, you know, something happens and they can't balance their checkbook, so they just stop dealing with their checkbook at all. I've seen that. And um yes. whereas I if let, I don't balance my checkbook, um, there was a time in my life where I did, but it's
0: been decades probably, and I'm, you know, getting by.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't even have a checkbook anymore. Um, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I do have some checks, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, even if I have to write some much check, I almost always do it through bill pay through my bank. Um, I write very, very, very few checks by hand anymore right oh right you write checks for for your business right i write checks i write i
1: go through yeah i write a lot of checks which is weird yeah
0: uh for a modern <laughs>
1: person but it works for me yeah
0: you're like a anachronism
1: yeah yeah. i mean I'm i could like... pay them by <laughs> online or whatever but i really like handing my team members a check at the end of the session because yeah I, I oh, like which is nice check.
0: yeah
1: Ah. Uh, but yeah, most people aren't yeah, aren't worried about balancing their checkbook. But I do have clients who for whom that's a uh, an issue, and, and and encourage I encourage them to just go ahead and make a correction that you don't know, you know, get it get your get yourself in balance through an entry, and then
0: proceed as right. Well, and there there is the electronic equivalent of balancing your checkbook, which is uh, like with YNAB and other accounts, you can reconcile the account. Right and um to make sure that what you have online matches what you have in the bank and um you know it's worth keeping up with that it's certainly easier to do when you're doing that frequently but again you know I've had situations where it gets off and I just do if I can't I give I allot myself a certain amount of time to try to fix the problem and if I can't then I just make a um, entry to correct it and go from there. You're right. That's perfect. Like you uh, said, oh,
1: perfect. That's excellent. Uh, I think it's a good imperfect approach.
0: <laughs> it's a perfectly imperfect approach. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it, you know this this topic I think is timely too because it's tax time. Oh boy. Yeah, and um, that is a is an easy place to get caught up in perfectionism and um, and it feels it feels like a really big deal um, like you have to get it right there's a lot weighing on it and while certainly there you know you you want to be as accurate as possible and you want to have good documentation and you know this isn't the place to be making guesses um, uh, you you don't have to do it perfectly. Um, I just had an experience with my husband last night that was sort of funny where I was been working on the, um, you know, we have rental property and and so I was working on those and he thought that he might have some receipts for cash purpose. Uh, purchases that he had made when fixing things or something. And and I asked him if he had any, and he said, no, nah, I don't think I do. And, and even if I did, it probably doesn't total to more than 50 bucks, so I'm not going to worry about it. And I think in the past that might have, like, got me a little wound up, but I was like, oh, great, you're right. We do, It's only $50. Like, the, what that would mean in terms of a deduction is so minimal. It's not worth spending time on. Right. And when I when you said that, my eyes got big.
1: Like I thought, oh, <laughs> uh, he said that? Slap him. Yeah. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. And I need to bear that in mind when I uh, talk to my husband about similar things because he has a uh, couple of Schedule Cs, right? He has a couple of consulting yeah. type things he does. And he does not keep track of them like I would, like I do in my stuff. And uh, so he. It's like yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever, but um, <laughs> but you're right. It's not. We're not talking giant numbers here. We want to minimize our tax burden. Certainly, I mean, but yes. we don't have to be. We don't have to wring every penny out of it,
0: or uh, or, or make ourselves miserable trying to. Right. Yeah. Well, and and one of the things that this made me realize is that um, my filing system for this sort of thing is a little bit easier for me to use than his filing system for this sort of thing and so um, uh, he's agreed to let me um, uh, he's using freedom filers which mm-hmm. we love mm-hmm. which Janine turned us on to mm-hmm. um, but the way he has them set up sort of makes no sense to me um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to rearrange them a little bit so that uh, there's no looking for documents everything will be where it needs to be next uh-huh. year when it's this time well that's good and good for Mike for saying
1: sure go ahead rearrange it so it's better yeah for you um, probably for him as well oh, yeah that's terrific yeah.
0: yeah yeah but I I think there's just so many situations like that where yeah. it's hard to get started if you aren't a hundred percent sure what you're doing and if it will be useful Mm-hmm. Around money. And and the thing that just popped into my head is
1: like things like um, refinancing a mortgage, which could be a huge tax savings for people. Right. Can feel like such a huge thing because you feel like there are going to be all these things that you have to do right or you're going to mess it all up and it'll be a huge waste of time or I don't even know. I mean, it just there's so much around that that I remember years ago you refinanced a mortgage I think if I'm remembering correctly and you did it with like oh yeah by the way I just refinanced my mortgage whereas if I were working on that especially (laughs) back in the day you would have heard about it for weeks before I actually did anything uh, toward refinancing my mortgage because I had so much anxiety around all that stuff Um, and it doesn't have to be hard right especially if you keep good records or good yeah. enough
0: records. Well, and I think that's the thing is good enough records. And, and um, it, it makes such a difference that to, if you can sort of put your hands on what you need mm-hmm. and um, somehow somehow not having what you need ramps up the anxiety, at least for me. Oh, yeah. That's, I think, and for me too, like this fear that
1: I'm not going to be able to find that document that is needed when in fact nowadays pretty much just if you can find your password for the login for your financial institution
0: you yeah. can find what you need yeah and just let me give a shout out to lastpass mm. so you don't have to remember here uh, you can have a very secure password that you don't have to remember i love it yeah that's great i don't know i have um,
1: a distrust of it so i don't use it but barry loves it or he uses something like it anyway
0: yeah, there are several, mm. several different. I think Dashlane, One Password, things like that, and mm. um, I don't know if the other options have this, but LastPass has one where you can share passwords. So um, Mike and I have a um, shared folder where we put like our uh, financial. Logins and um, our entertainment logins because, you know, we need to get at the money and we need to get at the Netflix. If you have those two things, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's excellent. Well, that's so smart, but, too.
1: That's, I mean, because you know what? If I, uh, I, I, if something were to happen to one of you, the fact that you have yeah. access to those shared pa- those passwords is really important.
0: Well, and I will also say that it has an option where, um, You can give someone, and I can't remember how it works, but we set it up. So presumably, should we ever have to use it? Knockwood, we won't. Um, It'll be obvious. But it has a setup where you can name someone as a person who can access your file. And so I think you have to put in some... um, uh, identifying information like maybe a cell phone number and an email and a birth date or something like that and then if the person if if something happens um, they can enter this information and get access to all of your passwords in an emergency oh. Oh, I can't remember cool. exactly how it works and I sort of feel like maybe I should take a look back at it but <laughs> um, you know but yeah. there but it does have this this in place so that someone else because you know like I have um you know my phone is my face and Mm -hmm. you can only open up my phone with my face (laughs) well you can't you have a a digits I I have a I do have a passcode but you know like on my computer it's um I have a password but um, everything is locked down because it opens with my watch or with Touch ID, right? And so, because it, that. that's so, so easy to do, I have it locked down so I never have to worry about it. Right. I gotta
1: say that's one of my favorite features of my new Mac is the it opening with my watch. Because I always had mine locked down yeah. too, just you know, because it's smart. But I got so tired of typing in my password, and yeah. I find that the my I apparently have very. Uh, Indistinct fingerprints, because oh. I always have hard time with uh, I, with the Touch ID, or on my back when I had a an earlier iPhone, it almost never opened with my fingerprint. <laughs> and when I went to get my TSA, um, did my interview for my TSA pre check at the yeah. airport they couldn't get any fingerprints on the optical scanner <laughs> so I thought uh, I how have you not started a life of crime Janine yeah, I know right that's how honest I am <laughs> um, they were able to get a thumbprint <laughs> but, uh, oh my gosh yeah I was a little panicky for a little while because I really wanted that TSA pre-check yeah. um but uh yeah so that's that we digress but that's that's am I'm. I'm really happy to hear about that LastPass feature. I'm. I'm pretty sure that's what Barry uses. So I want to um, get him to enable that um, so that I can get his stuff if I need to. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, I'll be guessing at his password, which isn't so good. Right. Because yeah. you know nowadays it's like you too many guesses and it really gets locked down. Right. Exactly. But
1: that's an important conversation to have. Without it, I have a client mm-hmm. whose husband passed away unexpectedly quite young and recently and we were, what was it we were looking for in the house? It was, oh I can't remember if it was his laptop, no it wasn't his laptop she had his laptop but she couldn't open it she couldn't get into it. So any scrap of paper we saw that had a password written on it we put aside for her in hopes that it was the password Oh my gosh Yeah So um, yeah those are difficult conversations too I mean not necessarily with your husband but you know, conversations surrounding money, surrounding death are uh, tough ones to have. Yeah. And also tough ones to face. I mean, the not the conversation, but the, you know, the steps that need to be taken. And right. it's also important not to get too perfectionistic on that. Yeah. Maybe we can do a whole episode on that. <laughs> on, on death.
0: <laughs> That'll get all the downloads on it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody will want to listen to that one. (laughs) Right. But it is, well, you know, and you've blogged about this and and, um, uh, about, like, what a difference it made. We're totally digressing on this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we can bring it back to money. Everything comes back to money. Yeah, it does. But, well, yeah, like having made a bunch of decisions with your parents before your mom passed away.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Absolutely, and my dad and I went down to the bank and got me on his bank account and all that stuff too. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did that with my mom too, and and it was you know that was something that she was actually had been putting off for some time, and she and my dad had talked about putting everything in a um, family trust and all the stuff, and then they never did it, and then she she did do it after he passed away, and Mm. um, so luckily all of that was in place. Before um, she had to move into an assisted living facility, and before you know the dementia made it um, too difficult for her to handle her own money, so everything was in place for me to take over very smoothly. Wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's important
1: stuff. Um,
0: but it, uh, it, you know, it's all the it all sort of has the same factors of. Like, not being sure what to do, wanting to get it right, and um, ending up feeling sort of paralyzed about how to move forward. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I think figuring out what some small steps are can help you move forward in a way that doesn't feel too scary.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, and like in organizing and, and in so many other things when it comes to money there's no one right way to do any of it Right. Uh, so we all have different ways we go about organizing our taxes even um, and uh, just doing something that makes sense to you that you can keep up with um, is really really helpful and I agree with you that breaking it down into small steps to get started is so good Yeah.
0: Well, and you just brought up such a good point is that, you know, there wouldn't be so many gazillions of um, accountants and tax lawyers and stuff if there was just one way to do it. (laughs) Right. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, (laughs) Me neither until you said that. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot. And there are a lot of different ways to interpret the rules. The other missing piece is why is it important to you? And I think we probably talked about that, but I can't remember why you are interested in, in using YNAB anyway. Oh, um, I can't remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think because you, you're highly influential and you <laughs> had been raving about it for all this time. Oh, I think it was, maybe it was because um, I had some credit card debt I wanted to get rid of.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and And I think maybe it was to figure out how to deal with a sort of an uneven income flow. Right. And I did just pay off a credit card. So, boom. You did? Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Yes.
1: Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting uh, because you just said, you know, figure out why it's important to you. And I feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we've said that.
0: I think it has been. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's our core message, right? Yeah, but so but it is. It's good to keep in mind, like with your taxes. You know, I wanna, I want to um, complete my taxes in a timely and reasonably accurate way, and they're never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if I can do them timely and reasonably accurate that's good enough.
1: That's right and if you can or if I can um, let good enough be this standard so that I'm actually filing them April 15th rather than getting that extension, that extension which feels like such a sweet solution but in fact (laughs) is just delaying the inevitable and costing you money, I mean says the person who did it last year. I. Yeah, that's my goal. Is def- this year I set a goal of getting them filed on time because last year, I did the extension because <laughs> I did it because I figured there was no possible way it was right because I was doing it on TurboTax as I'd had for oh, right. years, and the difference between last year and or, and the year before was so uh-huh. huge I thought I must be screwing it up clearly. So I hired I hired a, a, a CPA and nope. Seven hundred dollars later, from the you know his fee, I learned (laughs) that I've been doing it right. (laughs) So it was just a bad, um, a bad combination of financial circumstances that meant that we uh, owed more taxes last year, and um, uh, and so waiting, putting off for four months, during which time I did not work on it. I just delayed finding a CPA. Um, right. actively procrastinated on it, um, just cost me more money. I'm glad I'm going with CPA again. Oh, that good. was not a regret. The regret was waiting until October to deal with it.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, you know, uh, that that's a really tough one because, um, you know, if you do owe taxes or have the potential to owe taxes, the – Extension isn't for paying your taxes. The in- extension is for filing your <laughs> right. tax return. Um, so uh, it's if you think you're going to owe taxes but can't get your taxes filed in time, then you know you can make a payment and then file your taxes so you don't get hit with penalties and interest because that adds up pretty fast. It sure does. But I didn't do that because the previous year I had
1: been had gotten a fat refund. And this year I was going to owe thousands, so I thought there's, uh, I can't
0: possibly owe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. (laughs) It makes no
0: sense. (laughs) Well, oh yeah, and you had the you had the cover there in that you, um, you. I'm guessing you probably paid a similar amount in estimated or whatever as you did the previous year, and so then that should have protected you from um, penalties. But not interest. But probably not interest. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And then, like last year, I do my mom's taxes. Well, I get everything ready and take it to an accountant. Um, And it was a a little complicated last year, and and um, uh, I ended up filing an extension. But I knew that I knew for sure that she was getting a refund, and and that. There was absolutely no way that we would owe, and so I didn't stress about it, and I just filed for an extension and then um, uh, got them done later. And I may end up filing for an extension this year because I have to figure out the basis on the house she lived in for 40 years. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which I have actively been procrastinating on. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Since selling it last summer. Right. Did you, when you
1: filed for an extension last year for her, did you, when did you end up
0: filing the taxes? Um, I think September maybe. Oh, well, that's good. I know it was, it was some weeks before they were due. I don't even remember when they were due. Are they due in October or September? October 15th. Oh, you know what? I think they, I thought that they were due September 15th. So I was, I prepared them to be, you know, done in time. And I always like to give my accountant a couple of weeks to work on them. So I think I just had the date wrong in my mind, which, you know, worked out for everyone's best interest, really. (laughs) it was very honest of you. I was feeling very impressed that you did it a month early. Uh, Oh, no, that wasn't on purpose. (laughs) Uh,
1: well, so the message here, I guess, is um, try not to try try to adopt a good enough attitude around money to make your life a little easier.
0: Yeah. Well, and to and to pay attention to what you're trying to achieve and why it's important to you. Mm-hmm. You know what what um, what will be the benefit for you of paying attention to your money? You know, are do you have a habit of I think you know it's it just struck me it's sort of like the person whose home you go into that's um cluttered and you say oh I bet you're a perfectionist and I think it's probably the same thing with money like if someone struggles with having overdraft fees or um you know late payments or something it could be because they're a perfectionist Mm mm-hmm Right. That's interesting. Huh? Yeah. It's a nice, it's a
1: good analogy. Yeah. Um, so
0: if, if that's, you know, if that sounds like you, as you're listening, you know, think about what, how nice it would be to feel like you are on top of your money. And what are some small steps you could do to, to move in that direction? And let it be a process. You don't have to figure it all out in one day. Mm hmm. And know that there's no one right way to do it. That's right. Right. Um, Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about money, Janine? No, but
1: I will say it feels nice to hear you say, get in touch with what's important to you. (laughs) That that made me me feel nice inside.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel nice. and And also... Like when I really take the time to do that, it lets me relax a little bit and not, you know, like the thing I was saying that, that Mike said yesterday, like, you know, if, if there is, it's less than 50 bucks. And, and like there, you know, there was like a little, there was a little leap between that and the, the acceptance of that. And that little leap was over the part of, um, You know, oh, I just want this to be easy and I want to get it done. Mm -hmm. So I can accept that. That's Mm -hmm. fine. You know, it wasn't like he said, oh, I don't have any of the receipts for the repairs I made. That's a (laughs) totally different thing. (laughs) Right. So it just just helps you have a little perspective. Yeah. And it's nice for marital harmony.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's excellent.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, we want to hear from you. Um, I suspect that our listeners probably have some uh, questions or thoughts about how they handle money or don't handle it. And we would love to hear from you. So you can ask us a question, share a tip you have, um, point us in the direction of a helpful resource Leave a message at 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843. You can head over to our website and comment on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com. And you'll also find all of our social media links there, too, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So uh, for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I'm kind of all jazzed up to finish my taxes now. Go for it.